A wise man, a Stoic philosopher, a sage. We've come a long way from the building blocks of Stoic philosophy during Roman times, and the once called lovers of wisdom has diminished from being a way of life to just an understanding of book knowledge and concepts. Join me on this journey as we build an already existing version of ourselves to create our own mentors who have the virtues we admire to keep us accountable and stay true to a future version of ourselves. This is the Stoic Sage. It is the power of the mind to be unconquerable. Seneca the Younger. Welcome to the first ever Stoic Sage series, Stoic Dive. In this series, I go into Reddit communities and take a dive into Stoicism, philosophy, and have an open discussion on modern, everyday topics. Thank you for joining. I hope you guys enjoy the topics today. Alright, so let's get into our first post. This was on the subreddit Stoicism. Stoicism is really difficult for me even when I have it easier. That's the title. And it's by Yaver7. So it goes, Ever since discovering Stoicism and delving into, into it a little bit, I've tried to follow some of its teachings, since I personally don't agree with all of it, just a good part of it. Now that's fair. It's your individual journey. Now, when I let my emotions get the best of me, I realize I'm being very unstoic. My problems are minor in the grand scheme of things, but I often just can't control my emotions even when I realize I should. I look at the state of so many things in the world, both the ones that are completely out of my scope and those that affect me more personally. And I just can't help feeling frustrated and angry at the injustices I see. Well, I'm right there with you, buddy. The world is quite crazy. And whatever your worldview is on it, it is, which is not really part of the discussion, but it's about how it makes you feel. So, I want to take a, a, a stop right here real quick to discuss this portion. This kind of reminds me of um, the three fields and the three disciplines of Stoicism. So, one of them, and, and more particularly the one that he's mentioning here, that he lets his emotions get the best of him and, and he kind of compares it to his personal and then the outside world of things. And it can be a frustrating time, I would say, especially in the modern day with technology and everything is breaking news. And But there's never any positive breaking news, unfortunately, or at least not in comparison, not that much. Um, when it comes to the fields and disciplines. It really made me think of um, physics, courage, moderation, and ethics. You see, physics is uh, our understanding of the world. And this is something that we can't change, but we must know what it is. Uh, physics represents the things that are completely out of our control in the sense of what is natural. So, humanity being everything and anything and having the potential to be everything and anything is something we have to accept. And the thing is, a lot of... We, we can't be so 
ignorant or arrogant in thinking that the world will become better or the world will be better if this were to happen or um, kind of very wishful thinking, if that makes sense. That Those are things that we cannot have, mainly because we all have free will. And where free will is, there will always be decisions that you won't agree with, that you won't see right. And then there are decisions that people will make that are completely right. And you are right to have a feeling about it. But what will help you navigate that portion of it is... Um, using the virtues because it's it's not just the virtues and and you know you, you mentioned you get angry at the injustices and i understand that very well where you want the world to have a little bit more justice and i completely understand that i i understand that frustration but there's a there, there comes a point where things are so human nature that we ourselves cannot change it me getting mad at the injustices that are happening um, on the other side of the world, there's nothing that I can do. And the very little things that I can do, which are within my control, is so minuscule to actually resolving the injustice. Right? And that could be so infuriating. Right? You want to save that portion of the world or you want that world to, to really uh, be better. But there are just some things we can't change. Do things that are within your control, but also accept the things that are outside of your control. And not only things that are outside of your control, but accept human nature. There is always going to be somebody who has a different idea. There is always going to be somebody who's going to be evil. There's always going to be someone who is godlike, right? And in the sense of being very just, right? Um... But the thing is, we have to accept that. And it, and, and it goes, and, and if you follow that trail, understanding the physics of the world, you have to have courage and moderation. That is where you use your virtues. Because you have to understand that you need courage to accept the natural state of being. You have to have courage to understand that there are many more things that are going to be outside of your control than are within your control. You have to have courage to accept that other people will have to, you know, take the foot, uh, take the first step in resolving the the world that that we can't resolve ourselves, right? And then it goes into moderation. You see, I, I you had mentioned that you feel extremely frustrated and angry. But you have to moderate yourself too. I get angry. We all get angry. We're also disappointed. We can be also also disappointed, but we could also be very proud. Because there are many things to be proud about too. And we forget that. Because understanding the physics of the world, we also have to moderate ourselves in knowing that not everything is bad. Not everything has... it. There are more justices than there are injustices. And we forget that. There is more good happening in the world than there is bad. And you have to moderate yourself in understanding that not only do I have to have the courage to accept that, but 
I have to moderate myself in not letting my emotions get the best of me. And then if you take it one more step, then it's the ethics of it. Now that you know and understand the materials of the world and you have the courage to accept it and you moderate yourself, you now have the balance of knowing ethics and how to lead a good life. Because in order to have a good life, it starts with the individual. You can't make absolute change on a social scale the way that you think you can. That's not the way it works. We all have free will. We all have our own decisions. We all have our own opinions on how things can go. We can all want to move and, and, and make a certain goal happen. But each individual person within that group that you're with will all have a different opinion on how that will happen. So, understanding all of that, you have to remember that it's all at the individual level and it ends with that ethics. Once you understand everything, you could then understand how to lead a good life. Another thing that I that made me think of was desire because um, you feel frustrated and, and you about all of the injustices. You want things to be better. That derives from desire, but having too much desire can be bad. Because desire derives from our understanding of the world, being, you know, physics, what I just mentioned. And again, that desire has to be mediated by your virtues. And then, then we can then um, attain and make and bring out a good, well-lived life. Again, if you want me to, if you want more details on that, you can definitely go into the three fields and three disciplines. I recommend you check it out. My previous podcast uh, on these topics, I go into greater detail. But aside from that tangent, let's get continuing into what uh, he had mentioned. So he continues, all things considered, my life is mostly easy and comfortable, at least compared to many others who live in misery. But even so, the problems... I deal with personally get the better of me. I dread to think how I will react when I'm faced with much more severe situation. When I'm faced with a much more severe situation. Sure. Well, let's take a pause right here. So what I can say here is understanding that Stoicism is a lifelong journey. You see, the Stoics believed in the ideals of becoming a sage. Uh, just as Christianity, for example, leads you to walk in the footsteps of Christ. But this is this idea of being of being Christ is unattainable and it's meant to be. It's a moving goalpost. The same thing goes for being a sage. We are always learning and experiencing. We're not necessarily meant to be perfect. We're not necessarily meant to be a perfect stoic or a sage. You just are simply meant to be. So don't dread life's important actions. Think of each difficult moment as an opportunity to flex your stoic muscles instead. As Epictetus said, how can we all call ourselves stoics if we never utilize the opportunities given to us? So uh, let's continue on. Controlling my reactions, accepting what is not within my control. These are all things that are really difficult for me. But I believe stoicism has valuable lessons to teach, so I keep trying to follow them. Sorry if this seems endless. Uh, it, it also seems like a random confession of weakness. I'd like to know what my fellow Stoics, successful or otherwise, think of this. 
So it's okay to have natural initial reactions. Um, there are many things out of your control, even sometimes the initial reactions. It's nature, I would say. If a, if a bear steps out in front, in front of you in a forest, you're not going to be stoic. You're going to flip out. <laughs> you know, and that's a natural reaction. You're not going to remain stoic in every single situation. I remember uh, Seneca, there was a story where he was called out by fishermen when they were on a boat and they had encountered a storm. And he was apparently freaking the heck out. People laughed at him, questioning his stoic nature. But he reasoned that the natural initial behavior is just that, natural. But it's our duty to control what comes after that. That's really what's important. You know, it's uh, you can have initial thoughts, but you use logic and reason to question those initial thoughts. That way you can make wise decisions moving forward. That's how you kind of have to go through it. And it's all a journey. You know, it takes time. I can honestly say in my journey, um, journaling is probably the most powerful tool. And the thing is, I, I noticed it a lot more when I started doing prompted journaling. Because just journaling about your day, you know, it, it's it's a powerful thing. But to a lot of people, and, and this goes for me, prompts really help out. You know, uh, I, I personally use this app called The Stoic. I think it's called The Stoic app. And it prompts you questions. And it's really, really powerful because it tells you, it asks you, what are you focusing on today? And based on, on what you're focusing on in that day, you then, it has prompted questions. What are the most important things of those days? What are you grateful for today? Um, it kind of goes into fear setting as well. All, all, all these important questions that you should be asking yourself, but many times forget to. Uh, journaling. If you journal every single day or at least nightly, there are days where I forget. So don't think you need to stop if you've taken a couple days off. But um, journaling has helped me remain on track. And that's, and that's my personal experience. I highly recommend you uh, journal as well. All right, let's get into the second post here. Each time I'm exposed to something new, I need to reaffirm my values. That's the title of it. And it's by Ahab3233. And it goes, basically, each time I'm introduced to something uncomfortable, things like anxiety and sadness creep in. Sometimes I'm unable, sometimes I'm able to hold on to my values and properly handle it, but it wears me out. In a way, I feel like I'm two people, one that's exceptional and one that's by default just a guy with a bunch of issues and anxious thoughts. And he asks, how do I fix this? How do I mold myself? That my past self is changed to this new one that I hope to become. A little more description. I have been able to hold on to myself during some hard times, like when my father passed away recently. I remained stoic. This helped cause... This helped because I could articulate my thoughts and grief properly in a manner that befits it. As in, um, as in his uh, funeral and whatnot, um, I was able to properly bid him farewell. But now small things like social anxiety and even talking to a person becomes difficult when I'm a new, when I'm in a new unknown environment. Hmm. That's all. Any any hall. Uh, any help would be helpful. Have a beautiful day. 
Have a beautiful day, sir. So, well, my friend, I'm going to start off by saying I'm sorry for your loss. I want to ask to make sure you have had time to properly mourn the passing of your father because it sounds like, though, if I'm understanding the chain of events, it's kind of sounding like your father passed and then you started having these social anxiety issues. So, that's why I asked the question, did you properly mourn the passing of your father? Or maybe you need more time. And it's okay if you do. You can have emotions. You can let them flow. Remaining stoic doesn't mean being void of emotions. The key thing that stoicism teaches is how you go about and control your emotions before they control you. This could be, you know, this overall could be breaking you down and you might not even be realizing it. The human psyche is quite complex. Many things we aren't aware of can still be affecting us and, and if we don't properly address them. Now, if you did do this, then I'm happy for you and let's address this social anxiety separately. So a few questions that you should be asking yourself is, why do I feel this way? Is it because I want to be perceived in a certain way? Do I not want to make a fool of myself? Do I have self-doubt about who I am as a person? It could be the pandemic too. I've personally grown a little antisocial being away from so many people, but that's okay because this is something that I can work on and much like a muscle, I have to flex it a bit. <laughs> but yeah, these are questions that, that you need to understand so you can properly tackle where this is coming from. So if you're afraid of uh, many people's perceptions, for example, remember that you exist in many different forms. There are about, depending on your age, of course, but uh, there are about 500,000 versions of you that exists in the world. And the biggest thing is you never got to choose how you were perceived. Now think about that for a quick second. That day you were in a rush and pressured and then you pressured the barista to get your coffee quicker. You are forever a rude customer in that person's mind. There is a version of you that is perceived that you probably would not prefer. The list goes on. The thing is, this is outside of your control. And the, the important thing is to focus on now, is, is on the now and who do I want to become? Because what does this person look like? I mean, not look like, but what does this person do? What does this person act, think, say? Take the, and then take the necessary steps each day to become that person. And you will be that person. I remember Zeno had mentioned that no small step is small. Because at the end of the day, every single step will have an impact. And all of them will just be like a, compounding interest on who you will be in the future. In whatever it may be, though, the journey is yours, and holding yourself back will only prevent a unique individual from making impacts in other people's lives. You have to be brave and courageous in opening yourself up a little bit.
because uh, I used to be very uh, anxious. I used to be filled with anxiety. Um, and I've gotten a lot better with it. And I would say it's gotten better because I was kind of forced to. Uh, I forced myself, so to speak. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a manager, right? I was the quiet kid in the back of the room throughout school. Even throughout college, I was the same way. But I knew that when I needed to get out there, this social anxiety thing wasn't going to cut it. Because I thought to myself at that time, what is a good manager? What does this person look like? How does this person act? And I can tell you, I'm not a perfect manager, but I have already taken the necessary steps in the past to create the version of myself that I want today. <clears throat> and I'm still taking necessary steps today to build the better version of the manager or person in general that I want to be in the next year. Let's take it even smaller. In the next month, I'm taking those steps. In the next half year. In the next year, in the next two years, it's the small steps that are really, really important. It's not the big ones. And if you are only striving for those big ones, then you're always going to be let down. So as far as this social anxiety thing goes, you have to have courage. And that's one of our key virtues, is that not? Having courage to open up to people, to show people who you really are. But also having moderation. And I think this one is a really big one because moderate yourself. You don't need to completely open up on your first try. You don't need to do that. Do it slow. Moderate yourself. Do it slowly. You know, kind of put yourself in those situations that, are, that, that you feel you need to be in order to get better. Because... If you want to be that kind of person, you have to put yourself in those situations so you can get used to it. Talk to people, you know, call people up, uh, call your friends up, talk about random things. Talk to people on social media too. Do little things every single day to really put yourself out there. And I can guarantee you the social anxiety thing will go away. It's just an everyday thing that, you know, you... Once you understand, you can properly tackle it. But know that you can't control the perceptions of other people. And I'll tell you what, you're going to make a fool of yourself a lot. And that's just the nature of things, though. And you can do it on purpose, or you can also do it by accident. And sometimes you can make a fool of yourself and not even realize it. But those are things that are now up to the person's perception of you. They're completely out of your hands now, you know, but you have to accept that that is the reality. You have to accept that you are going to make a fool of yourself. You have to accept that you are going to be silly sometimes. You have to accept the many versions of yourself that will be passed along as well. And that's how you get through this social anxiety that you may be having. You have to accept it. You have to have courage to do it. So that's that's what I recommend. But we're going to stop here. I think uh, starting off with two really good topics was really good. So thank you all for joining. I really appreciate the time. And I'll see you next time in, my, in the new series, Stoic Dive.
thank you for stopping by. The Stoic Sage is on Instagram at the.stoic.sage. I post a podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. Just remember, one day at a time and one step at a time. Be confident in yourself to create the best version of yourself. Until next time, this is the Stoic Sage.